Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. We have Evangelist Janice Taylor with her, with us. And uh, Sister Taylor, it's a blessing to have you. And what was I telling you before we got on air, Sister Taylor? Uh, that you don't have time for no entertainment. Thank you. Sold you. out. Uh, yeah. uh, also, Evangelist Taylor, I'm going to send you when my uh, the finished technician come next week, we're going to send those to you on Facebook. All right. We have Vanjie Jane Taylor live with you. Before we get started, we're going to get some praise and worship music by Evangelist Janice Taylor herself. And then we're going to turn the mic over to Evangelist Janice Taylor for one hour. For one hour. One hour and 59 minutes. Amen. Janet Taylor, you now have the mic for one hour and 59 minutes. Praise God. Praise God. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Walls of Fire.
Prayer Deliverance Ministry. Glory be to God International. This is an international ministry, and all the glory belongs to God. I don't take any credit for anything. All the glory belongs to God. We would like to welcome you tonight to uh, tonight's teaching on the indictment. Glory be to God. For those of you that would like to um, uh, get in touch with us, you can find us on the Internet at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. Glory be to God. If you want to contact us, you can do so at JET245 at msn.com or on PayPal if you want to sow a seed. Uh, you can sow it through PayPal or Zelle uh, at the, uh, using the email address, jet245 at msn.com. Our phone number here is 336-830-0601. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. Glory be to God. I'd like to invite you to the sweet hour of prayer. Jesus told his disciples, can you not pray with me for one hour? We host the sweet hour of prayer Monday through Saturday at 12 noon uh, Eastern Standard Time and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The number, uh, all you have to do is call this number and I'll Type in this access code, and you can join us for prayer. The number is 425. That's the area code, 425. The number is 436-6333, and the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. We encourage you to come on this prayer line and join us for prayer. Well, we're going to get straight into tonight's message. There is a lot of material to cover, a lot of scripture. I believe in uh, preaching the word of God backed up by scripture. If it's not scripture-based, it's just a man's opinion. And I won't preach to you and give you my opinion. I have to give you what thus saith the Lord, because in the end, that's what you will be held accountable to. It is the word of God, and uh, uh, it is the word of God that's going to make the difference in your life. So we're going to get right into tonight's message called the indictment. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And I'd like to turn your attention to Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, verses 1 through 10. And it says, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock, and ye clothe you with the wool? Ye kill them that are fed but ye feed not the flock. Glory be to God. The disease ye have not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick. 
Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hands and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore, and I will deliver my flock from their mouth that they may not be meat to them. Glory be to God in the highest. And tonight's message is called The Indictment. Glory be to God. Now, many of you uh, who've been watching the news uh, see that there are indictments that are taking place right now uh, in our government, and it is because uh, certain people have been caught uh, with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. They've been caught red-handed, doing things uh, that they shouldn't have been doing, uh, possessing documents that they shouldn't have possessed, uh, 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 trying to force the election, just doing all sorts of wicked things. But this is the hour of exposure. God is exposing things. And he's exposing people. In other words, God is snatching the covers off people. There's a lot of spiritual wickedness in high places. But when this comes to um, the church, this indictment is against the pastors and the prophets. So I want to read to you from uh, Ezekiel chapter 13 of the rest of this that goes with this. In Ezekiel chapter 13, it says, now the shepherds in uh, 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 the indictment is in Ezekiel 34, but in chapter 13 of Ezekiel and in Jeremiah, we're going to hear all these scriptures tonight, uh, the indictment is against the false prophets. So I didn't say this is an indictment against one group or an indictment against one. This is simply an indictment, and it comes from the Lord. This is, this is the Lord's word, and it comes from him. Glory be to God. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like foxes in the desert. 
They have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, the Lord says, and the Lord hath not sent them, and they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have you not seen a vain vision? And have you not spoken a lying divination? Whereas you say, the Lord said it, albeit I have not spoken. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because you have spoken vanity and seen lies, and therefore, behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God, and my hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, neither shall they be writing in the right shall, shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know am the Lord God, because even because they have seduced my people, saying peace, and there was no peace. One built up a wall, and lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. Say unto them which daub it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, and ye O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. Lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, where is the daubing wherewith ye have daubed it? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will even rend it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in my anger, and, a, and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. Glory be to God. So I will break down the wall that you have daubed with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground, so that the foundation thereof shall be, and it shall fall, and ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Glory be to God. This is an indictment. It is an indictment against the false prophets and against the shepherds, the pastors who are not feeding God's flock but they are taking advantage of them and making merchandise out of them and feeding themselves and fattening their own pockets when they should be. Their, their primary role as pastors is to feed God's sheep. Now, God is not pleased with many of today's pastors because, the way they, because of the way they treat, or shall I say, mistreat his people, and the abuse of their authority. Therefore, he has handed down this indictment against them. Woe. Whenever you see the word woe, that is surely a sign that God is angry. Glory be to God. This indictment, and that's judgment. The word woe means judgment. This indictment is also against the false prophets who have savagely devoured congregations. Glory be to God. 
raped whole churches and absconded with money they obtained through false pretenses by promising people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, when God has not even spoken to them. These false prophets have no fear. They do not fear the Lord. They are so greedy, they have been blinded. They do not even uh, 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 know half of the uh, trickery and deceit that they have pulled on people. They have lied so much just to get money out of God's people. If we look at Jeremiah, let's go to Jeremiah. God said he has not even spoken to them. Let's look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter uh, 23. I want to go there first. Jeremiah chapter 23. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah. Okay, I'm going to go to Jeremiah uh, chapter 14, and this is what it says, um, 14 verses 13 through 16. It says, Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say unto them, Ye shall not see the sword, neither shall ye have famine. But I will give you assured peace in this place. Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught, and the deceit of their heart. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that prophesy in my name, and I sent them not, yet they say, sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine shall those prophets be consumed. Glory be to God. And the people to whom they shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. And they shall have none to bury them, their wives, nor their sons, nor their daughters. For I will pour their wickedness upon them. All right? So there it is. Again, the indictment. Let's look at Jeremiah 23. Glory be to God. We're going to Jeremiah 23 and see what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, God's word is good. It is so good. Jeremiah 23, verses 20 through 31. And this is what it said. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he has executed, until he has performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, ye shall consider it. Perfectly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they have ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they stood in my counsel and caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord? 
I have heard what the prophet said. They prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues, Basaya, and say, he saith, I am against the prophets, them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not. They shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Glory be to God. I tell you, there is an, a holy indictment. Glory be to God. Coming straight from heaven, and it is against the false prophets that have caused the people of God to believe a lie. They have operated in the spirit of a pied piper that have piped the music and led the people of God astray. Actually, instead of leading them to God, they led them away from God. They are greedy liars. Glory be to God. And um, the Apostle Paul, he calls them ravening wolves who come into the church for the sole purpose of devouring God's people. Uh, you know, they come into the church. Now, this is why the indictment also comes upon the pastors, because these false prophets cannot get to the sheep except these pastors release them in, in the congregation. So you got a congregation of sheep, but you release or unleash a wolf. Woo, glory. I feel the Holy Ghost. You unleash a wolf on your people to prophesy lies in the name of the Lord and to say things to extract money out of the people of God. And they take the money. Some have taken every penny people have. I met a woman in uh, Decatur, Illinois, and I, she told me, about a prophet that came in the church where she was a member. And she said he proper lied to her and told her that God said, give this amount. And um, she gave $5,000. She said it was all she had. And she said that she, she felt pressured to do it. He had her in front of the church, and he, he was calling her out and um she felt she was under pressure, so he put that pressure on her uh, by bringing her in front of the church, in front of everybody, and then 
she wrote that man a check for $5,000. And um, immediately after the service was over, she went to her pastor and said, he got it all. He got it all. And the pastor said, what What are you talking about? She said, uh, uh, he told me to write him a check for $5,000, and I did. And uh, she said, but that was everything I had. And she said, Pastor, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the pastor, being a man of God, he told her, he said, you call the bank, stop payment on the check, and you uh, uh, call that man of God and tell him that you were not led of the Lord to give him that. Pressured her into doing that. And see, this is how they operate. They operate in lies and deceit. And when that won't work, they try to bamboozle the people of God, and they have gotten large sums. They have taken people's whole 401K. I know a lady, she had $20,000 in her uh, 401K. It was her life savings. Now, to somebody else, that might seem like not a whole lot of money, but to her, it was all she had. That man came in the church. He raped the whole church. And let me tell you how he got to the sheep. He got to the sheep because he came in uh, as an investment broker. He came in and he told the pastor how he could double his money, how he could get him uh, such a great return on his money. And um, naturally, part of the scheme was to give the pastor a large return on his money because once he did that, then the pastor unleashed the wolf to the congregation. And he began to devour that congregation. And he took all those people's money, several people gave, and he absconded with the money. He got out of town. That's what they do. That's, that's part of the plan. After they get the money, they're getting out of town. He got out of town with the money. And when it was discovered that this man, he was not even a broker. He didn't even have a broker's license. He ended up on the 6 o'clock news, and as it turned out, yeah, he did not beat the pastor out of any money. He made sure that he did good by the pastor. That's what they call robbing Peter to pay Paul. So he took some money. He took a loss to make sure the pastor uh, was convinced that the, the uh, scheme, he got to make the pastor uh, convinced that the scheme is real. So he got the pastor this large return, and then the pastor unleashed this wolf on the congregation, and, boy, he went to work. And when they found out anything, the guy didn't even have a broker's license, and he got away with the money. He was over in the Caribbean somewhere. And, you know, I, I, I said, did anybody in that church have the Holy Ghost? Because he took people's life savings. Now, somebody in there had to be praying, but nobody seemed to have prayed. They all wanted something for nothing. And that's how these Ponzi schemes, that's how all this stuff works. It works by greed. Uh, the greedier the people are, the more you can rob them and rip them off. Now, I'm talking about in the 21st century, this was done. Do you see in the Bible where they were doing this? Way back when, they were prophesying lies and divining lies and causing God's people to err. 
They were not leading people to the Lord. They were leading people away from the Lord. Now, I'm going to say something. It might offend some people, but I'm going to call an ace an ace and a spade a spade. Sheep are dumb animals. We all know that. They need a shepherd, and they need a good shepherd, one who will lay down his life for the sheep. Now, we find an example of that in David. David said that when he was tending his father's sheep, that the um, wolf came, and um, it was a bear, not a wolf. A bear came and snatched one of the sheep, and he fought the bear, the sheep out of the bear's paw. And then a lion came and snatched one of the sheep. Sheep, and David rescued that animal from the lion. Sheep do not know danger. They don't, they don't suspect danger. Sheep can be in, um, in a, a huddle, so to speak, and they're there in their little huddle, and the wolf is watching them. He's watching them. And then the wolf decides which one is going to be his dinner for today. And then the wolf, I mean, he just kind of like walks up on them, and he pounces on one of the sheep. Do you know, I'm talking about in the natural. I ain't even talking spiritually. Do you know that the other sheep will not run because they don't sense danger? That is why sheep have to have a shepherd, and they must have a good shepherd. David was a good shepherd. He fought the bear, and he got his sheep out of his mouth, out of his paw. And then he fought the lion, and he got him out of his mouth. David was a good shepherd. He rescued one of his sheep from the paw of the bear and from the mouth of the lion. David fought these powerful animals, glory be to God, these, these, uh, so that his sheep would not be prey. He fought these predators, glory be to God. But we got shepherds of today. They see the wolf. They see the wolf when he walk in the church. They see him. They know him. Some of them are even friends with him. And they will not protect the sheep. They won't warn the sheep. They will not protect the sheep. They won't corral the sheep. They, they, they just let the wolf, a ravening wolf, who in their right mind would release a ravening wolf into uh, their congregation? Let me tell you what a ravening wolf is. A ravening wolf is someone who is ferocious and hungry and tears into his food like a wild, bloodthirsty animal. A coyote eats like that. He eats his meat in a fierce and brutal manner. They are greedy, having an intense hunger or lust, and um, savagely devours its meat. Uh, a violent manner, it is a violent manner of acquiring food, having a voracious appetite. Let's look at... Uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 15, glory be to God. Paul, uh, 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 this is talked about in Matthew chapter 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 7 and verse 15 says, beware, this is, these are the words of Jesus. He said, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. They're going to come in, in looking like the sheep acting like the sheep, but they got big 
devour the sheep. And if you got you you if if you got the Holy Ghost, you can discern. Hey, this ain't no sheep. He got the the wool on, uh, uh, and uh, but he's not a sheep. He's really a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing. And the Bible said, but inwardly, they are ravening wolves. You have got to have the Holy Ghost today because they don't just come in into the congregation. They in the pulpit now. There are ravening wolves amongst the sheep, and these shepherds have not protected God's people. These pastors have not protected God's people. Glory be to God. As a matter of fact, I hate to say this, but some of them in on it. Some of them are in on it, and they allow God's people to be ripped off and to be brutally, brutally and savagely raped in the church. I'm talking about they have raped whole congregations, just took everything from the people of God and left with it, left town, never to be heard from again. The law don't seem to be able to find them and all of this stuff. And then the people of God are left broken. This happened in the church. I'm not talking about some uh, 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 flim flam that took place on the street. This is happening in the church. And these pastors are to have better sense than to release these wolves amongst the sheep. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But you don't care. And so you allow this to happen. I guess they say, well, as long as it didn't happen to me. But God's going to hold you responsible because any pastor is responsible for the sheep in his congregation. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And this is why Jesus talked about the difference between the good shepherd and the hireling. Let's look at John. John chapter uh, 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 11 through 14. And it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. And I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, see the wolf coming and leave the sheep and flee it. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. And Jesus concludes this. He says, but I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Now, you see, that's, that's what's happening today. Uh, the wolf, when, uh, 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 whenever you see a wolf, uh, 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 Jesus calls them ravening wolves, a picture of a wolf spiritually is a devourer. That wolf is not a good thing. If you if you, if you see a wolf uh, in the spirit realm, you you are not seeing something good. He comes to devour. His job description is in the Bible. Uh, he represents Satan. His his job description says uh, the thief cometh, but to steal, kill, and destroy. So the first thing we know about this ravening wolf is that he is a thief. Glory be to God. And if he's a thief, he's also got to be a liar. That's Satan. That's Satan all in one. Glory be to God. And uh, 
He comes in and out, and he he has no good intentions. He 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 actually is a hireling. So many of the shepherds that I'm talking to tonight, you're not shepherds, you're not pastors chosen by God. You are hirelings. In other words, they hired you uh, to preach and to teach to them, and therefore you you don't have a vested interest. David had a vested interest in the sheep. They were his sheep, for one thing. Glory be to God. And uh, he loved the sheep. He had raised these sheep and nurtured these little sheep and cared for them. Glory be to God. He knew them by name. So if something happened to one of these sheep, David, first of all, he was going to be held responsible. But second of all, David cared for the sheep, and he would not allow something to happen to them. So the word of the Lord says, these sheep are in your congregation, and you are supposed to, you shepherds, are supposed to protect the sheep. But many of the shepherds today actually turn the wolf loose on the sheep to devour them by allowing these false prophets to come into their congregation to rape, rob, and pillage those who are in the house of God under their leadership. Often they are in cahoots with them and will later uh, split the pot. Now, so many pastors are not feeding the flock, but they are fattening themselves. It amazes me how pastors are just gorging themselves on God's sheep, having pastor's anniversary. You know, uh, most churches today have a pastor's aid committee, and they always put a woman over it because they know these women are going to uh, uh, give them uh, lots of things. So they buy gifts for them. They get suits and uh, the pastor's birthday and the pastor's anniversary, and we got to get the pastor this, and we got, and they have these people always bowing down to them, and they're always raising money to give to the pastor. Now the Bible says that the servant is worthy of his hire. Glory be to God. He that tread about the coin, they said, don't muzzle the ox. Glory be to God. So it's nothing wrong with a pastor receiving a salary if that congregation can afford to do so. But it should never be that a pastor would receive a salary at the peril of the church. If you can't pay the church's bills, that pastor needs to get a job because you cannot afford to pay the church's bills and this pastor. Now, some congregations... They have these mega congregations, and they can afford that. But uh, uh, if it's a small church and they don't have a lot of members and they don't have a lot of money, that pastor is foolish to charge this church uh, 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 a salary when these members are unable. This congregation is unable to sustain him. So he needs to be like Paul. Paul said he worked with his own hands and that he was chargeable to no one. Glory be to God, because the Bible says that if a man don't work, he should not eat. So you shepherds that are fattening yourselves off of the flock, turn around, and every time you turn around, 
is we got to get the pastor this or we got to get the pastor that and uh, you can't pay the church's bills. Something is wrong with that. That's what tithes and offering is for, to maintain the church. Now, I have been in churches where every time you turn around, they're having some kind of pastor's banquet uh, uh, for this and for that. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of that is just foolishness. It's just plum foolishness. And I'm going to say something, and I know this might make somebody mad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Nowhere in Scripture, nowhere in Scripture have I found that we are supposed to use the church to host or have the pastor's birthday. Now, that's what they're doing. That's the new thing. Oh, it's pastor's birthday. I I don't see anything wrong with having a uh, pastoral uh, anniversary celebration. I really don't. But if it gets to the point where the members are placed under a heavy financial yoke or burden just to have that pastoral anniversary, then we need to do something simple. Perhaps the church can just have an annual picnic like most churches used to do back in the day. But now, no, they don't want that. They want to rent a hall, and uh, then they want to – have this lavish uh, dinner catered, and then they want to have limousines, and then they want to have uh, all of this uh, fancy stuff, and uh, then the first lady, she's got to have her stuff. And uh, I I just need to say this right now while it's on my mind. There's really no such thing as the first lady. That is uh, a secular term. It's not biblical at all. The pastor's wife is just the pastor's wife. Glory be to God. That doesn't mean that God won't use her in ministry because if she's spirit-filled, she can be a blessing to the pastor. But for those of you that are going around operating in the title of first lady, there is no such thing. Ephesians 4 and 11 said, and he gave some pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers, and preachers. Nowhere in there, and he said it's for the perfecting of the church, Nowhere is there the term first lady. Keep bringing in the traditions of men. So then you celebrate the pastor's birthday, and then we've got to celebrate the first lady's birthday, and then that becomes a financial burden on the people of God. I, I witnessed this before. I saw uh, uh, two, two uh, uh, senior citizens. They were mothers of the church, and the church was getting ready to have a banquet. And I stopped by to talk to these two mothers. I always love to be around elderly people. My grandmother raised me, so I've always had a tremendous amount of respect for elderly people. And these two sisters, I asked them, uh, were they going to the church banquet? And they said, yeah, they were trying to find uh, outfits with the colors. So the church is not only having a banquet, but now they've selected these colors. And uh, these two sisters, they were actually uh, uh, biological sisters that lived together. They were uh, on a fixed income. They both were using uh, a drawing retirement through Social Security. So they didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, even put together, they didn't have a whole lot of money. So they were distressed, I'm telling you, 
they were because I think they told me the colors were burgundy and silver, something like that, and they were trying to find outfits in that color. Now, let me tell you something about that. That thing breathed my spirit, and I know it breathed the heart of God because otherwise it wouldn't have grieved me. Here are these two old ladies. One was 79 and one was 81 on a fixed income, struggling to pay their bills, struggling uh, 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 with medical uh, uh, charges, struggling with all sorts of things. They didn't have transportation. They weren't in the best of health, but they were tra- they paid tithes and offerings, and now you have pronounced, put this burden on them that they have to come to the banquet in an outfit with, it, with certain colors. Now, there's already a, an additional burden on them because you have put a fee on this banquet. And so they got to pay this fee, come to the banquet, and then now they got a, a burden to try to find these colors so that they can be in one accord with everybody else. I was grieved. I was grieved. I was grieved. And um, I wouldn't speak against them, their pastor, but I did tell them just uh, wear what they had. I told them just wear what you got because, I mean, they're 81 years old, 81 and 79. What you going to do, put them out to church? But they felt burdened. If it places a burden on the people of God, especially they are faithful members of the church. They pay tithes and offerings, and you know they're on a fixed income. They should have been allowed to come to the banquet without any charge. But nobody thought of that. Nobody said, let the seniors for free. And then you tell them they got to get this certain color. This is ridiculous, and it needs to stop. And this is why God is sending down this indictment. You pastors that are hearing me tonight, you have better stop this foolishness. You have better stop allowing these false prophets to come into your church and make merchandise out of God's people. You have better stop allowing them to come in and rape and rob and pillage the church and and leave the people with absolutely nothing. I'm telling you, God's going to hold you responsible. And you pastors that's boasting that you got three jet airplanes, you you had better stop. I'm telling you, God is not pleased in this indictment. He said, I am against you. And God is sending down this indictment because this has got to stop. He said he's going to send a wind and a shower. Glory be to God with hailstones. That's judgment. Hailstones are judgment. Glory be to God. So I'm telling you, I pray that you pastors that are listening to this uh, uh, broadcast tonight, I pray that you will examine yourself. I'm not here to point the finger at you, but I'm going to tell you what thus saith the Lord, and and, and I'm going to tell you whether you like it or not. Glory be to God. Because guess what? It's tight, but it's right. It's the truth anyhow. Now, as I said, shepherds are supposed to protect the sheep, but you're not protecting them. You're supposed to lead them to greener pastures so that they can feed 
and you're supposed to leave them beside the still waters, but you are not. You're leading them into danger, and you're allowing danger to come upon them. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And, and as, as I said, these false prophets come in and gorge themselves on the people of God. They, they take silly women and, and, and uh, they lead them captive. Glory be to God. Why? Because they come in with these itching ear messages. And, uh, you know, the itching ear messages, let me tell you something about that. The people got itching ears. The congregation got itching ears. So they're they telling the people what they want to hear. All your bills going to be paid. Can you find that for me in the scripture? Where is that in the scripture? You ain't going to have no more words. They sound like foxes. Or oh, if you give this, you ain't going to have no more words. And you about to become a millionaire. Do you think God need to get on a microphone and announce to people that you about to become a millionaire and he ain't told you that you about to become a millionaire? Something's wrong with that. And then they, when that don't work, they say, they start calling out uh, people's social security numbers and, and cell phone numbers. Now, I'm going to tell you what that is. That's the spirit of divination. You say, well, how do you know my phone number? First things first, you ought to know your own phone number. You ought to know your own social security number. So you ought not be, uh, 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 that, that, that shouldn't amaze you. What should amaze you is how this joker knows your phone number. And your so where is he getting this information from? If you didn't tell it to him, do you think God would stand you up in front of the church and call out your social security number? Absolutely not. We got to use wisdom. They come with these itching ear messages. In three days, your whole life is going to be changed. It's going to be turned around. I'm going to tell you what those three days are for. That joker needs three days to get out of town with your check. Yeah, that's what the three days are for. So we need to stop this. We need to stop believing these lies. The Bible said they have caused my people to err. So many people have believed that they were about to become a millionaire. Quit their jobs. Did all kind of crazy stuff. Now, I want to put you in remember. Y'all remember Jim Jones who took, uh, more than 900 people to Guyana in Johannesburg, and he actually led them away from this country, told them to sell their home. They turned everything over to him, and then he got them over there, and within a week's time, he stopped feeding, He stopped letting them eat meat. Sign something was wrong. They should have caught the first thing smoking. I wouldn't even been over there with them. They should have caught the first thing out of there. But they didn't. They were gullible. They didn't know the scripture. And they followed a man. And he led them off a cliff. He told those people when it all came crashing down upon him, he told them to drink cyanide laced Kool Aid. And they did. They drank it. Can you imagine? the control and the manipulation that he had on them. And those that wouldn't drink it were gunned down. Well, he would have had to just gun me down because I'm not going to drink that. 
That's suicide. 900 people. The United States didn't even want the bodies. Most of the, they didn't even want the bodies back in this country. They were bloated when they found them. They were all laying down 900 bodies, sinking, bloated, because they drank cyanide Kool-Aid. That is witchcraft. It's witchcraft. It's mind control. Somebody has control of your mind to make you drink cyanide Kool-Aid. They would have had to gun me down. Because I'm not going to do that. Follow these people that promise us paradise and they promise us this false utopia. There is no false. There is no such thing as a utopia, heaven here on earth. The only way you're going to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And Jesus is not going to cause his members or tell his people to drink cyanide Kool-Aid to get to heaven. He's not going to do it. He doesn't require that of us. He already laid down his life for us. So we don't have to give up our life for him because he has already given us. He's already paid our sin debt. Some are having sex with the sheep and making merchandise of them. Some of these so-called shepherds. But I'm going to tell you something. Those of you that have secret sins, things that you have done, let me tell you something, and abuse the sheep. I was um, working at a halfway house one time and um, the uh, for women, and the resident had to be in on Sunday um, by 3 o'clock. And um, so, because on Sunday they had dinner at 3 o'clock. So this girl went to a church. Matter of fact, we all went to the church on Friday night, and um, she decided that she was going back on Sunday. She said she knew the pastor. I didn't think much about it. They came and picked her up that morning in the van, and uh, they said they would bring her back. So I went to church that morning. I went to my church. When I got back, it was um, going on 2 o'clock, a little after 2, and I noticed that she wasn't back yet. And so by like five minutes to 3, I called the church. And I wanted to know, was she there? And she was there, still at the church. And um, she said she was there, but she was, I asked to speak to her. She said she was speaking, she was talking with the pastor. Now, my spiritual antennas went up then because the pastor got a wife, and the wife was not in the room with her. She said the deacon was in there. So you got two men in the room with this girl, and um they talking to the pastor. So I asked to speak to the pastor. He got on the phone. I told him who I was. And I said, you have one of my residents at your church. 
oh, yes, yes, yes. And I said, she needs to be home. I said, she has a curfew, and she her, uh, she needs to be home. And he said, I'm going to bring her. I said, let me tell you something. You got five minutes to get her to this house, or I'm calling the police. I want you to know, in five minutes, she pulled up at that bank, and she was at the front door. So she came on in. And I asked her, I said, what's going on? Oh, nothing, nothing. I said, you expect me to believe that, that you were at this church at 3 o'clock in the evening? Oh, I was in the pastor's office. I said, that's already been established. What were you doing in the pastor's office? I said, where was his wife? Oh, she was in the kitchen. I said, so why? Were you in the pastor's office? Oh, Deacon so-and-so, he was in there with me. I don't care. That makes it even worse. Two men were in there. So you were not in the presence of another woman. You were in the past office uh, uh, with another man? Uh, yes. Uh, and I said, you know what? Uh, you, you need to tell me the truth right now. I said, because I, I, I'm not going for this. See, I knew this girl's past. She used to be a prostitute. Before she came into this halfway house, that was her profession. So um, I said, you, you, you told me that you knew this pastor. How did you know him? Oh, he used to be one of my customers. I said, oh, okay, so now we're getting somewhere. So she's re-familiarizing herself with the pastor. I said, does his wife know you used to be, uh, he used to be one of your customers? Apparently, this man used to roam the streets at night, about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, going out looking uh, for prostitutes, and um, he would give her money. So I said, so what were y'all talking about at the church? He was telling her what they used to do. She was not to tell anyone. I told her, I forbid you to ever go back to that church. He was the pastor. He was supposed to be the shepherd. And here he was gorging himself on this young lady, about to devour her. She said when she was a prostitute, he used to come out in the street 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and he would give her money and, 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 and tell her that he was out there because uh, the Lord had sent him out there for her. No, the Lord did not send him out there. He came out there to satisfy his own flesh. This is what's going on. This is what's going on in some of these churches. And you think that because nobody knows your little secret, you're safe, but it's not safe because God's going to snatch the covers off you. You pastors that's having sex with the sheep, I warn you now to stop because you're going to be exposed. God's going to snatch the covers off you, and you will be butt naked in front of your congregation. Everybody's going to know your secrets. If you don't stop, this is a warning from God. 
having sex with the sheep, and making merchandise of them. They are all money hungry, so they devise schemes to extract money from God's people. And they take it all. They don't even care about the sheep. They don't leave them with anything. And let me tell you, that's an unusual thief. Because a thief that knows you, if you go in your wallet and steal some money, he's not going to steal it all. Why? Because he knows you. And he's going to have a certain amount of sympathy for you. He might leave you a $20 bill. He'd take all the rest, but he ain't going to take it all. But when a thief don't know you, he don't have no affinity to you, and he don't care beans about you, that thief will take it all. And that's what's been happening in these churches. They've been going in the house of God and taking all of the money from the people of God with and leaving them with nothing, nothing but lies and broken promises. And the Lord said, enough is enough. You have lied to my people in my name long enough. I have not sent them, and I have not spoken to them. Let me tell you something. You have divine lies and caused the people of God to err. You have made them think one thing. You cry peace and safety when there is no peace and safety. How are you going to have peace and safety without the print of peace? They're telling the people of God, everything is going to be all right. All your bills going to be paid. You're going to have abundance. You're going to be a millionaire. All you got to do is just give me this $200. I met a girl in New York at a church, and the girl had some mental issues, but she was at church, and she said, can I sit beside you? I said, sure, there's a seat here, sit down. And the girl sat down beside me, and she began to tell me she needed prayer. So I asked her for what, and she said so she could get some insurance. And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, anybody can get some insurance. She said no. She had had a history uh, of mental issues. She'd been in mental institute. And because of that, no one will insure her. I didn't even know uh, 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 there was such a ruling on that. Anyway, she said there was a pastor that she had met, <coughs> and this woman told her, give me $200, and I will get you some um, insurance. Do you know that girl gave that woman $200, and she never heard from the woman again? You see, they have no fear of God, no fear whatsoever. They're greedy, and they have the love of money. They lust for money, and they take advantage of the people of God, God's sheep, and they abuse them. The Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. It didn't say that money was, but it said that the love of money is the root of all evil. God said, I have not sent them, nor have I spoken to them. They are greedy liars who devour my sheep because they have no fear of me. Their belly is their God. 
They scatter God's sheep, and they do not search for them. They are quick to hunt for their next victim. They are liars, and they prophesy false dreams and visions. They are not shepherds, but hirelings. Now, I want to read Jeremiah chapter 12 to you. I'm going back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jeremiah chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. Many pastors have destroyed my vineyard. They have trodden my portion underfoot. They have made my pleasant portion a desolate wilderness. They have made it desolate. See, the house of God is empty today. People, people don't want nothing to do with the house of God anymore. Why? Because they have seen the trickery, the lies, and the deceit. They've been victims of it. They, they're just not interested. All this money coming to me and all of this, give me this donation and you just give this money and you're going to have everything you need. They have made it desolate. And being desolate, it mourneth unto me. The whole land is made desolate because no man layeth it to heart. The spoilers are come upon all high places through the wilderness, for the sword of the Lord shall devour from one end of the land even to the other end of the land. No flesh shall have peace. This is what God said they've done. These are pastors. Pastors. They have devoured God's sheep. What they didn't let the false prophets come in and get, they got it. And God is not pleased. And now, I heard this the other day. There's some false teaching going on. There's some false teaching going on now. And uh, I heard Pastor Jamal Bryant say this the other day. I watched the video. Someone sent it to me, so I watched it. And this is what he said. He said that um, he can teach uh, and preach no fornication to a young convert. But he said to those who are used to getting them a little bit, he has to preach another gospel. So let's go to the word of God. You see, he's a false, he's a false preacher. He's not a shepherd. But let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 1 and see what God has to say about someone who would preach or teach another gospel. Let's look at verse 8 and 9. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Pastor Jamal Bryant is accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. That's what the word of God says. So he said he's got to preach 
another gospel to people that's used to getting them a little bit. It's something wrong. It's something wrong when people try to make this stuff up as they go along. It's something wrong when, when we deviate from the word of God. Let's turn to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter ten. Glory be to God. I'm gonna get verse four and then verses fourteen through fifteen. I told you I'd give you a lot of scripture tonight. Second Corinthians chapter ten verses four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, these, these, these things uh, uh, actually come up in people's spirit, and uh, these ideas, this, this stuff, it comes from somewhere. It, it comes from somewhere, and it's not of God. And so then they, they get into it. They begin to, they, instead of casting these things down, he also said he was going to bring, uh, start growing weed at the church and uh, uh, um, invite the drug dealers from Buckhead to come to the church because now they don't have to go in the hood to get weed anymore. They can come to the church to get eaten. And he said that's how he was going to win them to Christ. Now, there's something wrong with that theology. There's something wrong with that. The church is going to sell weed, and we're going to invite the drug dealers from Buckhead to the church to get their weed. So they don't have to go in the hood no more. They can come to the church and get it. And that's what will win them to Christ. Anybody see what I see? Somebody lying, and it ain't God. So let's look at this. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. This is what he said. Now, if he that cometh preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not accepted, ye might bear well with him. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God has spoken. God has spoken. Anybody that's preaching another gospel is accursed. Let's look at 1 Kings, chapter 22, and verse 23. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit 
in the mouth of all thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. Now, I am in no wise saying that every prophet of today is a lying prophet. I am not. But the Bible says, test the spirit by the spirit and see whether it be of God. Yeah, test the spirit. You cannot allow yourself to be deceived. Matthew 24 and 4 says, take heed that no man deceive you. There's a lot of deception going on today, a whole lot of deception. People lying to get whatever you got. If you got it and they want it, they're going to lie to get it. So you, as a spirit-filled Christian, pray. Ask the Lord to show you these things. They are looking for their next victim. The Bible says Satan goes about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Pray and ask God. Get in the Word. Write down what they're saying. Look it up. Google it and see is that scripture. You know, when Jesus was in the wilderness and he was hungry for 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says that Satan came to him. And he, he tried to twist the word, glory be to God. Each time that he came, he, he gave him uh, just a little portion of it, but it wasn't correct. Let's look at this. Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. And when the tempter, that Satan, Old Slooper came to him. He said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So the devil saw he couldn't win that time, all right? But the devil is relentless. He He's not like Christians. You know, Christians, we quit after one or two. Uh-uh, not that devil. Not that devil. He will keep on coming for you. Then the devil takes him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Look at the devil trying to quote the word. It is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, Again, it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You see, you got to have some word in you. When these devils come with these lies, these wolves in sheep's clothing, these ravenous wolves, you better have some word in you. That's how they get you. If you ain't got no word in let me tell you something. If people ain't got no word in them, you can make them do anything. Again, the devil taketh him up into an ascending high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them 
And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Satan said unto him, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You see, he was talking, trying to quote the word to the word. Come on. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Satan was so stupid. He was trying to quote the word to the word. And he was wrong. He was misquoting the scriptures, taking them out of context, misusing them, trying to get Jesus to bow to him. Why would the king of kings bow to the devil? He ain't got no power. It is Satan who's going to bow to Jesus. Because the scriptures tell us that God has given him a name that is highly exalted above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So Satan got it twisted. But Jesus did not argue with him. He simply gave him the word of God because the Bible teaches us that the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts, it divides asunder even to the very bone and marrow. Satan couldn't do nothing with the word. That's why he had to get out of there. He tried Jesus three times. Time he failed. He was defeated each time with the word of God, the sword of the spirit that we have to use to smite the enemy, the blood, the word, and the name of Jesus. Those are three of our greatest weapons, and these pastors won't preach the word. They don't mention, they don't even want to talk about the blood. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. They like to start hemming and hawing. And ain't, ain't, ain't no power in that. Ain't no power in that. Somebody sent me a clip of a local pastor right here in Winston-Salem. He told the church to kiss his you-know-what. And the people started saying, amen, amen. I said, wow. They was loving it. The pastor didn't cuss the church out, and they were loving it. Me and my husband, we looked at the video. It was a little short clip. And that pastor He cursed those people out in the pulpit. And the church said amen. I would have ran out of there so fast. 
I met that pastor before. I knew what he was. I knew what he was. I could never sit up under his his ministry. People were always raving about him. Now he don't even have no church no more. They took him to court for for failing to pay the bills, bankruptcy. But he was always having these fabulous banquets and anniversaries and inviting in these awesome uh, uh, guest speakers and jet-setting and flying them in. And, and uh, the bank told him, we'll let you keep the church if you will just forego your salary. He said, oh, no, he couldn't do that. They lost the church. The good shepherd lays down his life for his friend. He didn't care anything about those people. It was all about him. And that is why God is handing down this indictment. Because it's been going on for such a long time. People have been prophesying lies. I call it proper lines to the people of God, deceiving them, using trickery and manipulation, fortune to get money out of them. They have been fattening themselves instead of feeding God's flock. No fear of God. And God said, enough of this. You have abused my people long enough. Woe unto you. Judgment will begin at the house of God. Woe unto you, pastor. Woe unto you, false prophets. Woe unto you, preachers and liars who stand in God's holy place and commit such abominable acts, making merchandise out of God's people, all because You want to have your best life now. You will never have your best life here on earth. The only way you will ever have your best life is in heaven with Jesus Christ. You can't take this stuff with you. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And then you got preachers that's preaching the truth. You got preachers that's telling you the word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Live holy, present your body to God as a living sacrifice. But you don't want to hear that. That's out of date. The word of God is never out of date. 
He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain forever. It is established. It is forever settled in heaven. You don't want to hear nothing about living holy. You want to hear, you got itching ears, and so you want to hear those itching ear messages. Your breakthrough is on the way. It's your season. If you believe it, clap three times and spin around. You can't find that in the Bible. You can't find it in Scripture. You don't want to hear nothing about you need to be delivered and set free. That's an unclean spirit in you and need to be cast out. People of God don't want to hear that. They want to hear your blessing is around the corner. Sow a seed and release your blessing. That's telling you you can buy a blessing. You see how you see how deceitful that is. That's telling you that you can give some money, and that's gonna make God bless you. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. It's not true. I don't care how much money you give. That's not going to make God bless you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25. He said, then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, starting at the 34th verse, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepared. John 14, 6, say, behold, I go away to prepare a place for you. So he has prepared the kingdom for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left, Depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. He's going to say, I never knew you. Lord, we did this in your name. Lord, we fed the hungry in your name. Lord, we gave our book bags. Lord, uh, 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 we paid two people's rent. We gave out, we had clothing giveaway. We had a drug deliverance conference. We had Super Bowl Sunday. God, we had fashion shows and rainbow teas, and we did all this foolishness in your house. 
in your name. We had talent shows. We did all of this in your name. He said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's a sad, sad day. But it's coming. It's coming. We was on the Willing Workers Club. Lord, I cut the grass every week at the church. Lord, I taught Sunday school. Lord, I was on the pastor's aid. I made sure the pastor and the first lady had everything they wanted. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That is what he was saying into the church. All these things that I've talked about tonight is going on in the house of God right now. And Jesus said, my father's house shall be a house of prayer. And you have made it a den of thieves. All this stuff is going on in God's house. Pastor sleeping with the members going with somebody else's wife, right in the house of God. Everybody know what's going on except your wife or your husband. I visited one church. The pastor was sleeping with the choir member's wife. No fear. And his poor little wife, she knew what was going on, but she didn't say nothing. All this stuff is going on in the house of God. And this is what the scripture says concerning it. Glory be to God in the highest. Let's look at it. While men slept, came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? But we sin happy tares. He said unto them, An enemy have done this. The servant said, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. He said, Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. You see, the Lord, he said, he's going to let the wheat and the tares grow together. He said, but at the time of possible, I will do the separation. My God, my God. 
Amen. Amen. Evangelist Taylor? Yes. Uh, I'm real close to you spiritually. We are live. I need your help live on broadcast with this woman. I need you. I need you in the name of Jesus. I need you. When you get through your uh-huh. sermon, she's online. She she talking about she want to quit and give up. I said, you can't quit as a Christian. I don't want to live no more. Negative confessions, and I, I'm going to turn her over to you. Wow. Yes. I'm going I'm to I'm work with you. When you get through your sermon, she's online right now. She really needs to fight. And uh, I just felt better to, to get you on the phone involved with this. Well... I'm done. I have preached what thus saith the Lord. There is a holy indictment coming from the throne. It's coming down on these false prophets, on these liars, and on these pastors that will not feed God's flock. That's true. And so this is their warning. May God bless you. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live tonight from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry. That's www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. Glory be to God. We are the on live, Yes. Yes, yes. ma'am. We are on live. The phone number here is 3330-0601. Glory be to God. We give God praise for you, and we thank God for you joining us tonight. If you have been blessed and, and would like to sow a seed, Feel free to do so by PayPal or through Zelle using the email address jet245 at msn.com. May God bless you. And this is Evangelist Janet Taylor signing out. Okay, we're still live. Evangelist Taylor, I have her on the line. Uh, this is uh, Sister Mary Jo. Sister Mary Jo, you have Evangelist Taylor with you. Please this, call this, this me right me. now for anything even registering to me. I'm sorry. I'll quit. <laughs> I didn't hear it, what it, she said, Apostle. Evangelist Taylor, uh, she's going through a lot, but she keeps shooting negative stuff. Negative. I don't want to make it. I can't live. I done had enough. Those things are not going to bring blessings to her. And I'm trying to tell her no. to line up her confession with her mouth. Yeah, the My word of God says you got to speak life. You got to speak life. I've been praying in tongues for two, three days straight. I can't. No, sister, you got to speak life. You got to speak <laughs> life. I can make it. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. You cannot speak death because if you speak death, it's going to manifest. Uh-uh, 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 no, ma'am. You have got to speak life, I have not death, so nothing negative. I have no, uh-uh, so uh-uh. See, that's the spirit of self-pity. All of us have been through something. Every last one. I have been through a whole lot. Apostle have been through a whole lot. You have That's been right. through a lot. We got to pick up our cross and follow Jesus I Christ. I don't want to continue it. I don't want to continue the torture anymore. That spirit of death. You're speaking negative. 
Yeah, you just got to change your confession. Because what you say, what you say get, will manifest. I get told that all the time. And then when things get a little better, I'm doing better. But then when it gets bad, I can't do nothing about it. And then I get in trouble. <laughs> I, I, you get in trouble with who? Who do you get in trouble with? Every Everybody that tells me I'm not doing things right. <laughs> Oh, you got, you got to start speaking the word. You got to start speaking the word. I've been trying to listen to it as much on the phone. I can't read. Things don't register mentally. They just brought me back from being in the hospital, and they could even tell I mentally wasn't with it. And, okay, and okay, so you, so, okay, so you can't read. So that means you buy you some tape. You buy the Bible on tape or CD, and you I, I play downloaded it on a King James Version Bible on my phone. Well, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Turn it on and listen to it. It don't do you any good if you don't play it. You got to play it every day. Go to sleep listening to that word. The Bible said meditate on the word day and night. You're not meditating on the word, sister. You've got to meditate on the word. You're meditating on your problem. Hell, just from the drugs they gave me, and now dealing with the withdrawal after that, and now I gotta deal with the pain. My mind is like I don't have nothing to fight with anymore. Ma'am, you just confessing that. Wait a minute now. You just heard what the man just said, ma'am. You have we can't we can't do this for you. Evangelist Taylor can't I, fight your, your problem. I can't fight. Listen to me. You I'm got a mouth. I'm tired of fighting. I'm well, you tired can't be of ta- fighting. No, 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 no. If you're doing all the talking, you're not listening. You got to listen. Like my mind's in darkness. <laughs> you got to listen. You have to fight the devil back by hearing the word of God. I told you to say Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Look like that ain't done you no good because you stopped saying it. You have to believe in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. You're not the only one got problems. We all got problems. We all, we all, got, got, problems. Got, all got problems. All of us got problems. Every last one of us out here. Hold up. Listen to us. Stop uh, crying. That ain't helping you. That's not helping you. The double right. Listen. Li- listen. You, you're going to have to want to fight because God got you on earth. God got you on earth for a reason. And he's he tortured. He he tortured no, he over and over. No. God doesn't torture you. That's the, the devil. That's Satan. That's not God. God don't torture nobody. But I've been that's, fighting. No, no, I've no. been fighting or I wouldn't be alive now. You got to fight the good fight of faith until you leave this earth, ma'am. I'm sorry to say that. This walk won't go on until you have the last breath. This is a spiritual war. And you got to fight but you are giving in. You're giving in by your words. You're giving in to the devil by your words. You're saying, Boy, I'm done. I can't take this fight with anymore. You have, you now, see, that's where do. you go. You have the word of God. Get your Bible. Get your Bible. I don't Get have your a, Bible. I only got one that small print and... So you're telling me to get the King James Version with the small print? 
Just get your Bible. That's all I'm telling you. Get your Bible. And stop crying. I'm trying to get out of bed. My back's hurting too bad. Get your Bible. I have one that was given to me. That's King James Version and prints really little. You got some glasses on? You got some eyeglasses? Yeah. Put yeah, them on. I got Put them on. And okay, I don't even know where of- it is. I don't even know where it is. I'm grabbing one right now that's called the Holy Bible English Standard Version. That's all I, I can find right now. Okay, turn to the book of Psalms. Turn to Psalms. Turn to the okay. Psalms. Okay, can, is is that in in this? What do you have? A New Testament? It's it's it says the Holy Bible English Standard Version. Yeah, that's in. Yeah, you got a book of Psalms in there. That's a whole Bible. Oh, okay, so I got just some Psalms. I got to get some ice behind my back and in a chair first, okay? Okay. We're going to wait. I swear to God, my sister. No, 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 no. Do what evangelist tell you. Now, what are you talking about that? Follow evangelist Taylor's instructions. So I'm not supposed to be saying anything. Else. Just, follow, just do, do what yes. she said. Do. She said, go get the Bible. And you said, okay. you go get some ice. We don't want to hear nothing about your sister, okay. but nobody but you. Okay, I got it. Just okay. Wait a minute. You got I'm turning the light on. Okay, yes. turn the light on. Okay. All right, turn to Psalm 7. Psalm 7. Do you know where it's located? It's the word is, look in the table of contents, look in the beginning okay. of the Bible and find where Psalms is. is. I don't know any of this, so bear with me. I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm coming right back, Van said. I got to go to the restroom. Okay. 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 It says Psalms 448. Okay. Turn to 448. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to find where the numbers is on the pages. Okay. Take your time. Back is killing me. It's got the hospital about it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my ice back where it was. Okay. I can't remember. This is same Proverbs. I thought it was 448. 448. 448. Find okay. Psalm. Psalm is P S A L M. I think I'm I'm in it now. I just gotta look for page 448. Correct. No, you're gonna find. Ch- Chapter 7. Look for Psalm chapter 7. Okay, this is Psalm 36, 11. It's not registering. Find 7. Find 7. Okay, so it goes up to 31. You want to go back. You're going the wrong way. Go back. Okay. I went where, and it's got in big names, name the Psalms, book 1. Where do I go from there? I want you to turn the pages till you see Psalm 7. Oh, 
the numbness is letting up. I'm very appreciative to you guys. But I'm still, it's not registering too good, so I better quit talking, right? Yeah, stop talking and just find Psalm okay, I got. Okay, on the top of the page it says Psalm 31, 2. Now it's no, going, going back 26, 22, 18, 16, five, seven. 10. Okay, I think I'm in the vicinity. Um, um, in you do I take refuge, and it's got a big seven no. next to it. I, I want you to find Psalm chapter 7. Oh, chapter 7. And yes. how do I... How do I do that? I'm assuming where it says 10, that's chapter 10, where yes. it says Psalm 10:5. Wherever it says Psalm, it says you find 7. Find Psalm chapter 7. Go okay. back to the in next this, page. So you say number 7, in ma'am. In this book, it's showing Psalm 6, 6 semicolon 9 at the top of the page, and then there's a big 7, and then there's a big 8. Okay, that's what I want, the big 7. The big 7. Yeah, that's where I was at. Okay. To begin begin with, and it says, in you do I take refuge, right above the big 7. That's it. That's it. Now I want you to be quiet and listen, because I have a King James Version. And I want you to follow along in your Bible. You got English Standard Version. Oh, Lord, my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces while there is none to deliver. Oh, Lord, my God, I need you to be quiet. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh Lord, my, oh, Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is my enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay my honor in dust. Arise, O Lord, in thy anger. Lift up thyself because of the rage of my enemies and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people come past thee about for their sakes. Therefore return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, according to the integrity that is in me. Let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God tried the hearts and reigns. My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judges the righteous. And God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He hath ordained the arrows against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth 
falsehood. He made a pit and digged it, and is fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his pate. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Now, what you have to do is what this verse says. You have to trust the Lord that he will save you and deliver you from whatever's tormenting you. I want that so bad. And then you have to conclude with uh, 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 thanksgiving and praise. You got to keep a praise on your lips. You keep letting the devil use your mouth. You have got to keep a praise on your lips. And you see how you just read this scripture? You read along with me as I was reading. You have got to sit yourself down every day and spend at least one hour in the word of God every day because your mind has got to be renewed. And your spirit is very weak. Your spirit is weak because you got no word in you. Now, listen to me. If you can't I've been doing control, it. I've been doing listen, it. Ma'am, if you've been doing it, you wouldn't be talking the way you're talking. When you wouldn't be this weak. You wouldn't be talking like that, no. God ain't no defeated God. No, 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 you ain't been doing it because I've been trying to get you to read the Bible for the longest. You have to read that word. We can't read that for you. And if you can't put a bridle on your tongue, do this here. Uh, Evangelist, give us Psalms 39.1. Tell her to find Amen. in your Bible. Yeah, I need to write I want that you to, down. No, just no, turn to it. No, I want you to turn that down. Just turn to it. Psalm 31.9. 31 verse 1. 39 verse 1, I'm sorry. Psalm 39, you got to fight back because you calling me crying and stuff. I'm a soldier. I, I don't like all that crying. I fight. We ain't got time to cry. We don't I have to listen. Picking shoes listen. Hey, we ain't got time to cry. We ain't got time for that. Let me tell we you have something. to fight. You don't have to know how to pick and choose what to read. The Holy Spirit, ask him. Holy Spirit, show me what to read today. You don't so have to know everything. Have the Bible out. Whenever it gets tough, Holy Spirit, show me what to read today and just stay in the Bible yes. and read it. Yes, yes. I've been speaking in tongues for three days. Well, just read, start, start reading the Bible, man. Just, if you don't understand just what turn. you read, just keep reading. Yeah, even if I don't know, it's eight registering and, and it's a bore and I don't know. Psalms, Psalms verse 39, verse 1. We can't get away from that because you're jumping around. Stay focused. We'll go to Psalm 39. I, I got I got it at the bottom of the page. It, what is okay. the measure of my days? And it's got a big 39. What does it say? It says to the choir master to, I can't pronounce it, a psalm of David. I said I okay, will guard my ways. Yes. Uh, go ahead and read. I take my... Glasses off so I can even get it up close to read it. I I said I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I got to turn the and page. That, and that's what you're doing. I'm trying you're not to with cry. God. Go ahead. You sin, Stop all that crying. Stop, Stop that crying. You're sinning with your tongue. 
Because you can't, I don't want to live. I don't want to die. I want to die. That death and life is the power of, your, of the tongue. You doing that. You sending, you helping the devil torturing you because you are saying the negative things that he wants you to say. That's not using faith. You have to fight. Jesus can't do this for you. I he got died totally for you. took out Ma'am, listen to me. L- listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want to hear nothing about no epidural. Hello. Hello, ma'am. I don't want to hear nothing about I don't want to hear nothing about no epidural. No more. Ever. This is spiritual. You have to fight. I don't care if it's an epidural or epidural or epidural. You are not wrestling against flesh and blood, ma'am. And you got to fight. I can't fight for you. You got to fight and for you yourself. You got to use the scripture. You got to use the word of God to but fight. I can't pick and choose stuff and know where stuff is. To, to you don't have to know. That's the Holy okay. Spirit. Okay. Just read. So just, just read the Bible. Read the book of Matthew. Just, read the book of. Since you want to find a certain book to read, I tell you what to read. So read the book of Mark. Just read Mark. Read the book of Mark. Read the book of Mark. Every day. I don't yes, care if it's out yes. loud. It don't matter. Just read. So as long as I can read the words and make sure I speak it, just keep reading it. So I'm yeah, speak it out just from doing tongues. <gasps> no, no tongues for you. Not okay. when you praying. You pray in tongues. When you reading the word, you need to be reading the word. You're saying this is two different things for two different exactly. reasons. Tongues and and reading God's word. He said, meditate in my word day and night. And that's what you got to do because you got to get it in your oh, spirit. You oh, ain't I got definitely, no, definitely no. You don't. No, this is all I got. Man, ain't uh, ain't all you got. That's all you got because you ain't reading the Bible. Now you listen to me. The Bible is like bullets in a combat zone. The more bullets you okay. got, the more people you can kill. Well, the more bullets you got, the more demons that you can throw off you because you don't know the Bible. And because you don't know That's the Bible, the problem is. they wham you out. Have... My mind is not clear. Man, but it's your clear mind enough is clear. You... It's clear now. It's clear your enough mind is clear. That's an excuse. Your <laughs> mind is very yeah. clear. You, you, you talking to us now, your mind is very clear. <laughs> You don't. You got to fight, and you've been spiritually lazy. I'm gonna be real with you. You got to buckle you're up now. It's time Bible. to fight. We can't. Yeah, you're not this. reading your Bible. We, we can't do it for you. Better that word yourself. Uh, I want you to go to Psalms chapter one and read that. Go to Psalms chapter one. Psalms, same book. It's the first, the first book in Psalms. I'm working on it. Okay. My phone's trying to slide, and I'm working on it. Okay, it says this out. <coughs> Go ahead. Just a second. I just move my eyes. Book one, the way of the righteous and the wicked. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, 
and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. Now, you read, now that. You read, that, book, you read that very clearly. There is nothing wrong with your mind. Absolutely well, nothing. So I stop saying that you got something. Now, just listen, no, we ain't gonna be going over that again. Okay. Don't stop it. When you get off this phone, uh, one one feeling book, I, I am not, getting hey, hey, getting hey, out of all hello, this is this is hello, hello. Come back sorry. to me. I didn't say talk. Okay. I want you to read the book of Mark all day, all night, every day. Just keep reading the book of Mark. Stop thinking okay. about your mind. Stop thinking about all of those the stuff you well, can't I'm read totally the Bible. Alone by I, I'm about to so. I don't care whether you're by yourself or not. Read the Bible. Jesus said, I should never leave you, nor she forsake okay. you. I don't like Christians. So no matter how Jesus. scary the symptoms I, are, I don't like Christians. keep reading the I, Bible. That's right. That's right. I, hate, I do not like Christians to act like Jesus can't help them. That really gets me That's upset. That gets me now upset. Turn to, Jesus Psalm 46. turn to okay. Psalm 46. Turn to Psalm oh, 46. And this, we're going to read this with you tonight, and then we're going to pray oh. over you, and we're going to say good night. And you stay up as was, long as you 46. I thought Psalm I was 46. supposed to be looking for marker. I'm confused now. Just turn was to I, Psalm 46 right now. Right now, oh, turn to Psalm okay. 46. And I know. I can, I know one thing. Stop talking. Stop talking. Hey, you know you're stuck. Go, go to Psalm 46. Okay. We don't need to hear okay. that. Okay. God is our fortress, 46. Read it. To the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to, I can't pronounce it, Almas, a song. Keep reading. God is, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. I've read this so many times. Earth gives way. Read it. Stop talking. I'm sorry. (laughs) Therefore, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, I had to turn the page. Um, there must be one sticking together or something. Uh, uh. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Is it Selah? Come behold. 
the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of, end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. See that. It's all I get now listen. over and over. Now so, listen. Listen. When you read the scriptures, when you read the Psalms, I want you to put your name in there. So when you read it, let's go back up to the top. Go back up to the first verse in Psalm 46. Okay, just a second. I got to turn the page. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying it. Let me know when I you got my, it. I licked my fingers and now it went, went to somewhere else. Go back to Psalm together. 46. Just a second. Uh-huh. Try to get them apart. Okay. okay. Okay, I got it. Okay, so this is what I want you to do when you read the psalm. I want you to say, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy places of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of me. I will not be moved. God shall help me, and that right early. That is how I want you to read the scripture. Okay. Put, Even though you these words the are different, it doesn't matter. Just stick with this Bible, right? Just stick. Just put yourself in these verses. Okay, but I'm just saying this yes, isn't King right. James. Yes. So. yes, yes, yes. Okay. So you think so too matter. much. You think uh, too much. That's your whole that's, problem. That's, you think that's too part much. Of, but, that's part of the problem but, with but the drugs. But guess what? No. I don't want to hear nothing about no drugs. We don't want to okay. hear about that no more. Okay. Guess what? I have seen you calm down since I got on this phone with you because oh, we have thing? taken you. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Because we have taken you to the word of God. You see, that's and what's going to make uh, the difference in your the life. The word of God. That's right. The word. Nothing else. The word is settled in heaven. It's the word. It's powerful than me. It's powerful than Evangelist Taylor. That's what's going to free you, and you have to read it. And stop feeling sorry for yourself. Every day, you make yourself read it. And if you don't make yourself read it, you're going to get ate up by Satan. And I'm going to tell you that right now. That's right. That's right. You're going to get you ate up by the devil. Time in the word. And you can, you got to stop focusing on the drugs, focusing on your sister. Stop focusing on your back, your pain. You have got to spend time in this word. He said meditate in it day and night. So in the morning, it needs to be the first thing you do. And before you go to bed at night, it needs to be the last thing you do. Evangelist Taylor, I'm getting word of knowledge. Proverbs 4, 20, 21, 22, and 23. Proverbs 4 and 20. 
All right, I'm there. My son, attend to my word, incline thine ear unto my sayings, for they are life unto the, let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that shall find them and help to all their flesh. Teach that thy your heart with, with yes, all your sickness. For out that of it sickness. are the issues of life. See, and the verse 24, put away from thee a froward mouth. Stop saying this negative stuff. Because it's not yeah. helping you. You ain't doing but shooting out demons. We don't want to hear that. We deal with demons every day. Those are number demonic spirits. No, just... You have a spirit no, that's all I'm saying. Hearing you guys now, talk to me, it's it's going through into me. Well, it usually well, it's, it doesn't it's, that it's the word of God. It's the word of God. It okay. ain't us. It's the word of God. It's, it's the word. Power. We ain't taking it's no power of power the word of God. Okay. Jesus said in John 6 and 63, don't turn there. He said, my word is spirit and life. If and you I eat... If you eat this word, you will have life. If you neglect this word, you will not have life. The devil will devour you. So you're going to keep calling me every night telling me about your pain because you're not reading the Bible. Now, when I see you tomorrow for deliverance, Evangelist Taylor will be on the phone with me. Evangelist Taylor, I need you tomorrow. Please, can you help me tomorrow? You're going out of town. I'm going out of town tomorrow, Pastor. I'll be traveling. God, okay, okay. Well, ma'am, I'm going to have to call you tomorrow, but you do what Evangelist told you. Now, when you get off this phone, you read the book of Psalms. Just stay in the book of Psalms. Just read that. So it doesn't matter where I'm at. Just, just, just read just all read Psalms. Psalms. Read. Read, right? Yeah, read Psalms. Go back read to all the first Psalms. Psalm. Yeah, go back to the first one and read all the way till you fall asleep. Well, go back to Psalm reading, 1. Psalm keep, chapter 1, and, and just reading. keep reading. Don't make it difficult. And All keep, you got to do is read. Just read. And I have to say it out loud, right? Yes, yeah, say it out loud because guess what? It's going to get in the atmosphere. These words, well, I, they will go out into the I atmosphere. Everybody and, says it, that, yeah, and it will cancel. Stop talking. It will cancel those negative words that you've okay. already spoken. Now, we're going to for you. And then after that, you're going to start doing what you got to do now. Then when we get off this phone, you're going to read that Bible and you fall asleep every night. Every single night. And when you get up every morning. Just keep reading. It don't matter what you read. all the Psalms, right? There ain't nobody but me now. So I I don't have any excuse. Okay. That's right. You talk to There ain't nobody around. Okay. Let's pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus. God, we just first want to come to you and thank you for this sister. God, we thank you for her life, for her health and her strength. God, we thank you for how you rescued her tonight with your word. It wasn't me. It wasn't apostle. It's the word of God that's making the difference in her life. God, she was a wreck when we first got on the phone with her tonight. But now, God, the peace of God has come, oh, God. And we pray, oh, God, that she would follow the instructions that we have given her to stay in the word of God. If you want peace, you got to talk to the prince of peace. And so, God, we pray that she will abide in your word tonight. John chapter 14, 15 says, 
if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you will. So God lets her develop a habit of staying in the word of God. You said he whose mind is stayed on thee will be kept in perfect peace. So, God, tonight we directed her to you. Now, God, it's up to her to follow the instructions, to obey your voice, and do what you have commanded her to do. And she will have peace in her home. Her body will be healed. Oh, God, she will know the joy of the Lord, which is her strength. Oh, God, and she will be made whole through the word of God because your word is spirit and life. It will not return until you void. It will do what it was sent to do, and it will accomplish what it was sent to do. Your word says that heaven and earth may pass away, but my word is forever settled in heaven. It shall abide. It shall remain. Oh, God, teach her. Teach her how to fight. Teach her hands how to fight in the spirit realm. Teach her how to fight against the enemy that's trying to destroy her. You said meditate in my word day and night. God, help her and strengthen her to be able to do it. I pray that tonight when she lays down, that she will lie down in peace and safety. I bind up the spirit of fear. I bind up every satanic demon that's been coming against her. I bind up those tormenting spirits. I command them to flee now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, Father, we thank you. I command her to read this Bible tonight and do what you have instructed her to do. In Jesus' holy name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Right, go read the Bible now. Just go read the Bible. Stay concentrated on the Lord now. Go read the Bible tonight. I do what I'm told to do. Okay, that's what right. about. All, All right. the songs. Okay, thank you guys. God Bye. bless you. You too. <laughs>